Hello and welcome to WN35 Music's podcast. This is episode 11. I'm Robert Lee and I'm joined by Kieran Makin and Jamie Neal. Uh, boys, it's a pleasure to have you back alongside me and talking music yet again. And, you know, what a strange, strange time is we've been doing these podcasts now over a year. Key, how does how does that make you feel that you've been talking about music on podcasts for over a year now, mainly through a lockdown? I think we've done well, haven't we, to be honest, considering there's been zero gigs and festivals happening um but we've been lucky enough that um people in the industry have been creative particularly in the first lockdown when they were doing all kinds of mad stuff but also um use the time to actually be creative in terms of making music as well um and there's been loads of stuff that we've been able to talk about hasn't there over the year being released whether it's singles albums whatever and we've got loads to talk about now it's been a while but loads has happened since the last episode and um obviously we're, we're starting to turn a corner but we'll get on get onto that um, we, we are we are turning a corner things are starting to ramp up jay it's good to have you back alongside us uh and how how does it feel for you to talk about music for a year well it feels good like it doesn't even feel like we've been doing it for a year and i know a few podcasts we have to stretch out some stuff because you know there wasn't much going on because of lockdowns but now because we're on the cusp and it's just going to explode like music's going to be coming here there everywhere like once we get out of lockdown like gays will be coming back festivals and I just can't wait to talk about it even more. Yeah, it, it is good. And like you said, we have we have waffles on some podcasts <laughs> to, to stretch them out. Uh, I'm just thinking about that Christmas podcast that we did. Uh, it was it was a lot of waffling going on. Uh, Key, you are you were right at the beginning of lockdown. You know, bands were getting very very creative with what they were doing. Blossoms for for one were who we're going to come on and talk talk about in in a moment. Um, they were they released an album of songs that they played on various household appliances, uh, and then of course there was um, uh, the listening party as well, which was um, uh, you know Tom Burgess's listening party. You know it was it was great. So there's a lot that happened that we could talk about. But now, as we start to progress out of lockdown and into uh, what is probably going to be a new normal, I'd say normal, but what is normal and why be normal um there's been a lot of pilot gigs going on and key i'm going to come straight to you because you probably know a little bit more about this than i do uh, and it's the circus events that uh, have been happening in liverpool yeah so um obviously being all over twitter and social media and stuff but um yeah they've, they've been running pilot gigs and stuff this weekend i'm sure everyone's aware um and it's great isn't it i mean the the, the circus events happened um, i think it was on bramley mordock in in liverpool it was like your rave, your dance scene, um, and it looked great. Everyone was having a great time. Um, a tinge of jealousy, um, even though I'm not massive into my... I do like a bit of house music, a bit of dance music. Um, not massively into raves, never actually been to a rave or anything like that. But, yeah, just um, slight tinge of jealousy. But, yeah, just gl- glad to see that um, plans are being made. We spoke, didn't we, the three of us, about we need to see some kind of progress being made in terms of plans to get things back. So good to see that, that that's happening and starting to, to be put in motion but more than anything just the hope that it gives us it means that it, it actually when when obviously when i was quite skeptical when festivals were got announced and they were selling tickets i was thinking maybe it's too soon but i don't know we, we seem to be going in the right direction it feels like there is actually an end to this now and uh yeah fair play to all those guys who went and, and i hope they had a really really good time yeah and i'm gonna bring a, a bit of a, an opinion here to to you jay in thinking about 
back to what we said, we were kind of maybe a little bit more conservative with our plan, saying we'll bring this back, we'll limit this number of people, and festivals was the end goal. It's almost seemed like everybody's just gone, nope, have everything back, let's get going. And yeah, just your thoughts on, on, on the hope that's now been given. Well, I think it's great that they've just gone, you know what, have this many people, off you go, enjoy. I think that's it's a really good attitude to have, I think. One that I definitely was not expecting. Thought they were going to be a lot more cautious, but I think the fact that I've just gone, yeah, go, it gives not only hope for like music and like just going to festivals and gigs, but also just life in general as well, which music normally does throughout our history. It provides that little bit of hope, a little bit of like spark in someone's life. I think it's good that it's going to be coming back. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And me and you both said before we started recording this podcast that the Northwest is kind of leading the way on this hope and bringing gigs and festivals back. And uh, none other than your mate in, mates in Stockport, Jay, uh, the Blossoms, and then Wigan's finest, the Lavams, uh, they did a trial gig in the Northwest in, I believe it was Sefton Park that they, they yeah. did it. And, uh, and the hope that that's bringing it, I, I mean, how did that go? Yeah, look again, looked really good. Um, tinge of jealousy again, more of a tinge of jealousy because that's more up my street in terms of than our street, isn't it? Really, in terms of music, you know, Jay's Jay's favourites, Blossoms, and obviously Lavham's are our hometown band as well. Robin, you know, uh, no surprise to see Stockport and Wigan leading the uh, leading the uh, music return. Now, all jokes aside, it's fantastic. Um, listen, there was the things in place, you know, I think you had to return like two negative tests or something like that. But in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot of work, is it? You had to do, I think you had to do a negative test five days before, then one on the day or the day before, something like that. Um, but there was no social distancing. It was proper crowd and everything. I think about three to 5,000, something like that. Um, and similar kind of capacity for the, the circus events as well. So, um, yeah, amazing. And um, not only for the fans, but um, just to see the reaction from Blossoms and the Lathams on social media, like they were absolutely, you know, buzzing. They were on cloud nine, you know what I mean? Just to be able to play and, and, and back to, a, you know, uh, so I hear the crowd sing back the the songs again after what feels like a lifetime. So um, incredible, yeah. And there's obviously going to be a transition period, isn't there? Where gigs in the next year or so, maybe the test thing will have to be in place. Um, so it won't just be a case of you can turn up whatever. You'll have to return like a negative test or whatever. Um, but like I said, in the grand scheme of things, it's not it's not a lot of work, is it? Um, I'd rather do that and go to a gig than not have any live music. So uh, yeah. yeah, all for it. Yeah, so what what you've said there, Key, is it does kind of look like we are maybe venturing down a COVID passport kind of route where you either do two negative tests or a vaccine. Jay, like Keith just said there, it's very little work to go and enjoy a gig. If you'd have said to yourself, you know, when we were deep in the middle of the second lockdown and the second wave, we're going to have a gig next April, May, uh, with three to 5,000 people there, would you have believed anybody? Not a chance I would have believed this. Not a chance. I would have thought yeah, we would have still been in lockdown, but in about the fifth one, no hope in sight, nothing's going to be happening. But just, I just, I can't really put into words how like grateful I am that they have allowed like music to really come back. And the fact that it was the Blossoms as well really kicking off, like extremely jealous. I wasn't there. <laughs> I was going to try and hide it. I didn't know about it until I saw it last night, unfortunately. And broke immediately broke down into tears yeah. <laughs> and cried. He's still oh, crying now. If you can't, you can't yeah. see this, his, his tears are streaming down. Pain all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what also I think is 
really good, like, because I had a quick, like, look through the set list that they played, Blossoms, and they took the work that they did, like, in the first lockdown, where they were, like, using, like, household, in, like, instruments, really, like Rob was saying, with Paperback Writer, and they actually played it live in the set as well. Like, so I think that's really cool that they've managed to do something that they did in lockdown and now put it out on a massive stage, like, something that they've done and they've worked on. Obviously, it's not their song, but I just think it's really cool. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. Maybe we'll see more, more, uh, more bands doing that. Maybe, maybe t- uh, Tim Burgess from the Charlatans will, uh, you know, start stop halfway through his gig and just put another record on and just sit there and talk to the crowd and go, "What do you think of this?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're touring at the end of the year, so uh, <laughs> crazy go, things have happened. <laughs> uh, speaking of crazy things, um, new music has been coming out of the woodwork, literally everywhere. I mean everywhere and one of our firm favorites here at wn35 music is mr noel gallagher and uh he tweeted rather rather speculatively last tuesday so we're filming this on a monday first monday in may he tweeted on the 26th of april i think it was uh just with the date the 29th of april 2021 and immediately we all started messaging each other going what could that mean uh keith were you expecting a brand new song, the brand new song, uh, we're on our way, and what a song it is. It's brilliant, yeah. I wasn't expecting it, no. I mean, he just sprung it on us, didn't he, really? He was just like, oh, here you go. It was like when he dug out Don't Stop, you know, the Oasis demo that he, he was like, oh, here you go, there's an Oasis song. And I was like, no, don't, don't do that to me, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the old ticker can't take it, you know what I mean? Um, but no, brilliant. Um, Jay, Jay has, we were on about this before, weren't we, Jay, before we went on her, and you... Jay thinks it, it, it fits with Chasing Yesterday. I actually think it's a, like, quite a throwback to his first album. I think it's got that, that those kind of elements, like the acoustic elements particularly. Um, it reminded me a little bit of The Death of You and Me, that kind of type of song. Um, but no, really good. Really, really good. Um, no, is best for me. Uh, his first two albums are great. I love Chasing Yesterday. The third album, I don't dislike it, um, but... It was out there, man, wasn't it? It was. Do you know? It do was. You know what um, it was. It was kind of that start of the phase where bands did something a little bit different. Uh, Noel did "Who Built the Moon," and then Arctic Monkeys did "Hotel Tranquility Base." Yeah, Casino yeah. Casino and yeah. Super Plaza, or whatever the name was called. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's something slightly different, and it was. It was that little bit out there. See, this is interesting because Jay said it sounds like chasing yes, chasing yesterday. Yeah. You said it sounds like his self-titled first album. I actually think he's got quite a lot of sail on vibes to it, which came out on the EP with Black Star Dancing. Mm. So there you go. It's, it's amazing how music can be adapted. And I also think that Don't Stop's had a big influence in it as well. Uh, Jay, your thoughts on the new No Gallagher song? Because I know we message each other saying we can't stop listening to it. And I think we've been keeping that song afloat for the past four days. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a large chunk, like many thousands of the listeners on Spotify, it was me. I'm pretty sure that's the case because I'm a little bit obsessed with it. It's just, it's one of them. It's such a like emotional but also catchy song at the same time, and you can just really see that Noel almost like bared his soul in the song, and, like really got out what he wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who it's directed at or what he's trying to say. I just think Noel can look at it and say, "Yep, I did exactly what I wanted to do with this song." And I just think it's a beautiful song, really beautiful. Yeah, John, I can't, I cannot agree with that. I'm desperately trying to get up. Um, what what Noel Gallagher said about about the the name because he didn't just announce a new song, 
he announced a new album that went with it and it is a compilations album that's called back the way we came volume one now if you're wondering why it's called volume one it's because he said in an interview that he was that happy he was that happy with the back the way we came as an album title he called it volume one so in 10 years time if he did another compilation album he didn't have to think of another name for an album so not only is he a genius songwriter Kate, it seems like he's a genius at naming albums as well yeah i was saying to you before wasn't i why create more work for yourself um just uh yeah and it it's a good title it is it's a brilliant title i think the oasis um compilation albums had good titles as well didn't they um time flies was a good one and uh is it stop the clocks as well which yes. obviously then became um a song on the first album um of Noel's uh first solo album uh yeah so uh the man the man knows what he's doing you know what i mean he's done it for years keeps producing um, he's in a position where he doesn't really have to rush to get music out. I know he was saying on his, he was on B, I had first heard it on BBC Radio 2 in work and he was saying um, he's built a home studio in his house. So he's working from home like, like everybody else. But uh, yeah, he, he said it, it just means he can, he can take a bit more time with things and concentrate more. And I think um, he's perfected this song to the level that he wanted to get it at. Like Jay said, really, it, it, it's exactly how he wanted it to be. Um, and yeah, a return to what, what maybe we, the type of music we'd associate Noel with um, after he went really creative, didn't he? I think. Went rogue. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I like some of the, I mean, I like This Is The Place, proper like disco vibes to that. Black Star dancing, he, so catchy, so catchy. Jay's not a fan, but. Um, but not yeah, my he, music. No, and I mean, the third album, like there was, it, it took me some listening to get into it, you know what I mean? And there's good tunes on there, like It's A Beautiful World and Holy Mountain. Um, even though Liam said that it sounds like Ricky Martin, but hey ho. Um, but yeah, it would. I'm more of it. Yeah, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm more of a fan of the uh, of his older stuff, and I feel like for me personally, it's a bit of a throwback to that. And um, yeah, the the email Rob that he he sent out to everyone. Um, you know, I, everyone knows that Noel Gallagher doesn't do his his own email marketing. Let's be serious, but it it actually felt like he'd wrote it, didn't it? Like you could imagine him saying it. Yeah, I've actually got the email here. It says, 10 years of Noel Gallagher's I Flying Birds. Blimey, just think of all the things I could have done in that time. <laughs> uh, the title just came to me one afternoon at the kitchen table. It's a saying, isn't it? Back the way we came. I actually thought it was a great title, which is why it's got volume one, because if there's another one, I'm not coming up with another title. That, that is spot on. Something that he did say, um, which he said on Absolute Radio, and you mentioned that the fact that he's got a, a home studio now is he used to you know wait for the songs to fall out the sky to him you know which is probably why if you look at oasis and his early albums and chasing yesterday he um you know the songs are just through and through the null and then from his third album onwards he kind of drifted into something different is because now he, he said he's not afraid to go into the studio with a single chord or you know a succession of three or four chords and a few lyrics and then work on it and build on it and think right this is this is a start what can we what can we do with uh do with that so you know the second song which is on the the album which we're yet to hear is going to be called flying on the ground and uh the album is going to be released on the 11th of june you can pre-order it now i would recommend pause this pause this podcast <laughs> right now this is a, a chance for you to pause it go on to no gallagher's website pre-order it Right, now you've pre-ordered it. Click play again. Click play again. There we go. Uh, speaking of new music, it's not just uh, Manchester in the Northern Hemisphere, in the Southern Hemisphere as well. 
uh, our friends in Australia, the DMAs, they've also released a new song uh, called The Change uh, with What So Not. So What So Not made the song, it's featuring the DMAs. Uh, and I stumbled across it this morning before we started this podcast. And what a song it is. Uh, Jay, uh, I, I sent it to you saying homework for the podcast. Uh, just want your initial thoughts on yeah, we do our song. research, people. We do our research. <laughs> we do our research. Yeah. Homework. Might not sound like it. That's <laughs> we, we do actually do it. But because it's one of them, I had no idea that they released a new song. I've never listened to the DMAs before in my life until Rob said, listen to this. So I did. And you know what? It's actually quite a good tune. I can see myself. I've liked it, added it to my playlist. But it's one of them, as I was listening to it, it took me about three or four listens to really like get into it like like get my ear in tune with what that style of music was because it's not massively different but it's a little bit different to what i normally listen to and i just think it's really good and it's one of them when i was playing it over and over again i kind of like just lost track of time and that's like the beautiful thing about that song and the beautiful thing about music is that you just lose track of time and you just sit there and enjoying it yeah it it, it, very, it very much plays back into itself uh, which is really good. I actually thought, Key, that it sounded like the DMA's latest album, The Glow, which came out last year. And uh, I know you've got some good opinions on this this new song. Yeah, there's elements of that, isn't there? I think um, that kind of avenue they went down um, with The Glow. And obviously they've teamed up with What's or Not to, to release this track, The Change. And I literally briefly listened to it just before I started, then I literally skipped through it. And like, it was not what I was expecting to hear. Um, it It's proper ibiza style electro like it's uh yeah i'm being a bit hypocritical because i was criticizing Noel's out there music and this is more out there than Noel, but i like this weirdly um but yeah really good and uh yeah just you know what it reminded me of rob and i don't know if you'll agree I, I i feel like it it would would have fitted well on like technique new orders technique album it's got that sort of sound about it yeah because that, that was think. all yeah because technique was a, an album that was created and modelled around the Ibiza sound. Well, Bernard Sumner was just on the sesh with Bez, wasn't he? In Ibiza. Pretty much. And Bez borrowed <laughs> his uh, driving license as well for driving around Ibiza and got it and got it taken off Bernard Sumner. But that <laughs> you can read all about that in Bernard Sumner's book, which I would highly recommend as I kick my own uh, microphone there under the table. <laughs> so if you're wondering what that squeak was, we've not got mice. It's just me giving my panicking myself as I knee my own microphone. Uh, yeah, so. The technique is very is very much an Ibiza album. It was created on Ibiza. It takes a lot of the Ibiza techno influence. And uh, can I just point out, listeners, that Key is saying that he's not a big fan of uh, you know some dance and some house music. Yeah, he owns a playlist called Key Max Club Classic. <laughs> so can we just can we address this situation right now, please, Kieran? It's a guilty pleasure, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I have to got to mix it up you can't be strictly in there all the time you know what i mean um, yeah, I, do you know what? i'm going to shamelessly plug that key max club mm-hmm. classic playlist because it's very good you, you can be in all the time <laughs> i just want to get straight right now like so i don't normally pipe in like this but yeah just just go and listen to it and then then come back and tell me if you still feel the same way it's got six likes on spotify Six foot eight as honestly. Man's famous, famous. yeah. Man, <laughs> he doesn't deal with uh, non-famous people anymore. He has for his own table at restaurants away talk from Talk to my agent. Talk to my agent. See if I'm available. <laughs> I actually follow the play- podcast. Uh, podcast. The playlist. It's actually really good. Nothing. Nothing beats a good uh, a good bit of uh, Grandmaster Flash on there. 
But there's all huh. sorts on there. I think uh, Luther Vandross, uh, Venger Boys, if you're into that kind of stuff. Major Laser, have you got some um, Galantis on there as well? I think I have, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. You know, so, there's just so good rapper's delight as well. Yeah, we roll through the decades, man. We roll just, through the decades. Just bring you the club classics from from over the years. Uh, we have digressed a little bit, <laughs> um, and we're going to bring it back nicely uh, to something that's probably more more indie and probably more what we're used to talking <laughs> about. And Key, I'm going to come straight back to you. And this is more research and homework that we did um, did this morning. So you, we do put in some quality time for our listeners yeah. on this podcast. So we actually know what we uh, so we actually sound like we know what we're on about. And Royal Blood's uh, new album uh, was produced by Josh Holm of Queens of the Stone Age, and there's a huge Queen of the Stone Age influence in it for me. Uh, Key, uh, you kind of directed me to this, so I'm going to let you go first on your initial thoughts on this and uh, and what you think of it. Yeah, this was less of a surprise than Noel. Obviously, Noel just sprung it on us. This has been in the works for a while. Um, Typhoons, the third album from Royal Blood. Um, yeah, it is. It's produced by Josh Hom, and I would agree, Rob definitely has a Queens of the Stone Age influence to it, particularly um, the um, title single Typhoons. I think it's very, very Queens of Stone Age. Um, this album's probably, I'd say, it's more radio friendly than their other stuff. Maybe they're at the, that point now, similar to Blossoms, Jay. Like I said with um, the third album, I think that they have gone a bit more radio friendly because you build that hardcore fan base and then you want to you take advantage, don't you, basically? So if you can get singles on the radio, that's, that's another avenue to make money. But it's good. It's, it's good. The first, the debut album they made was quite heavy, um, but it's really good, really, really good. Then the second album was also heavy, but I wasn't a massive fan. Um, How Do We Get So Die in the second album. I mean, the the, the the actual two singles off that lights out and I Only Lie When I Love You and there's a, another track called Hook, Line and Sinker. Brilliant, but the, it wasn't a strong album really. But this this is um, really good. I really like uh, Typhoons. All the singles they released are really cool, like Typhoons is what I mentioned before. Trouble's Coming, Limbo, and there was another one called Boilermaker. Um, but go and listen to the album, yeah. I, I really like it. It's, yeah, like I said, a bit more. Still got the heavy bass riffs that we've come accustomed to, you know, um, if you've never seen Royal Blood, just, there's two of them, drummer and a, and a bassist and singer. But the, the way he amps up his guitar makes it sound like it's a full four or five piece band. And it's incredible, really. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, went, went went a bit more slightly towards the pop side and more radio friendly, as I said, but still really good. Um, and one thing that jumped out to me was All We Have Is Now, which is the last track on the album. It's a piano based ballad and that just something I've never really associated with Royal Blood. They've used keyboards before, but like a slow piano-based ballad was just, yeah, was not expecting it, but it's actually a really beautiful tune. Really, really good. Um, So something out of the ordinary, but really, really good. So yeah, Typhoons, go and check it out, see what you think. You might not like it. You might like it. I like it. It's so, a game of opinions, isn't it, music? Yeah, like, it. like we say time and time again. Uh, Personal favourites of mine are Oblivion and Mad Visions on that album, so yeah, I'd highly recommend uh giving it a listen and i never listened to royal blood until you pointed that uh, album my way like as like i'd never listened to DMA, dmas mm. until you pointed uh the glow my way and i'd never listened to the blossoms until they point you pointed the third album my way so it seems to be things with third albums as soon as they get radio friendly it does kind of pull in those extra fans that maybe the hardcore fan base doesn't quite attract but once you're in you just go through all the back catalogue and go 
why why have I never listened to these before? And Jay, is is that another great thing about music? I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to this Royal Blood Blood album, um, but do you think that's a, a good thing if you if you can get to that radio friendly album and you love it and you go back and you go why why have I never listened to these? Is that something that it is is important when you're listening to music? I think it's very important and it kind of like harks back into a debate we had on a previous podcast where it's like the new digital age of music and if it wasn't for that we couldn't do that and I think with bands becoming like with that third album normally becoming that more radio friendly I think it's really good because it's a good chance for one that like the people like the band to who deserve it to get paid it's always good to get paid let's be honest but then it also brings in all these fans and attracts all these numbers which then eventually later on they can just make the music they want to make kind of like what Noel Gallagher's done like with his more recent stuff that it helps the bands or the artists get to that point where they can just do whatever they want make whatever music they want and if you like it you like it if you don't you don't oh well yeah that's a very that's a very good point and uh Keith do you want to add anything to that about the digital age what they want to do and just producing music yeah I mean obviously we've spoken about it before haven't we and um and things like there is negatives about it isn't there you know in terms of what artists get paid um for you know people being able to stream the songs and you know it's that versus exposure really i suppose but i think the digital age has been important this last year and we've all had to everything's been moved digitally hasn't it you know we've done these we did the first ever podcast together in rob's bedroom the three of us in his old house and uh since then, they've all just been over video call, haven't they? So, um, yeah, it's, it's still, it, it's a it's a useful tool. Very, very useful. Do you think, and I've said this before, we've just got to find the balance, haven't we? The balance between the positives of why it's good, and but also making sure that the value and sort of bands and the sort of finances they get paid are matching up to that, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah. Who knows, maybe soon we'll uh, move away from digital and be back together as a, as a trio might have to get our own studio now. Who oh, knows? yeah. Who knows? I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, triangle of power there, as, uh, as Jay was throwing up. Uh, speaking of going back to how things used to be and not being digital and not going on Spotify, now you two are going to hardly believe this, but yesterday in Manchester, I went into a record shop and spent 20 minutes flicking through records. Oh, what a glorious thing that was. Doing you just... Do you just start at one end and you're, you're just like, no, don't want that, never heard of them. Uh, and then you pick a vinyl out, you know, I'll, I'll keep hold of that. And then you get to like the fifth row and you're like, no, I don't want that anymore. Put that back, <laughs> go, go again. And you, it was just something nice about it. But what it did bring out, which I was very happy about because I now own it on vinyl, which is great, uh, was the Scottish band, uh, their new album, WL, would highly, highly recommend uh, giving it a listen, it went in straight to number one on the official charts, beating Demi Lovato. Um, and it's the first time a Scottish band has gone straight in at number, has debuted at number one in 14 years. Um, if you know who debuted at number one before then, uh, you've got a better guess than I did because I was racking my brains and I could not think of, of who it was. Um, but beating Demi Lovato um, to a very, you know, these were two albums that were highly anticipated. Uh, the Snooks, obviously, very much anticipated by the Scottish followers, you know, a big Glaswegian band, and uh, by myself. Uh, but obviously, Demi Lovato uh, going through a lot, uh, expressing a lot of her troubles that she's been through while she was with Disney, 
on social medias and this uh, album was kind of the coming out of that and was kind of her uh, piece to kind of earmark all that and, and what it was and, and you know touching people who are also going through their troubles and it was probably a very very good album but it created a war on Twitter and Facebook that I was just never expecting to see and I worked it out because I had a little bit too much time that for every one Snuts fan there was 830 or 47 um, Demi Lovato fans and for them <laughs> And so for the that small Scottish band to be a, a, a American singer with millions, literally millions of followers, uh, it, it, I think it just adds to the achievements. And the songs are really, really good. And also, they've got a song on FIFA, which is the pinnacle of anybody's career. So, you, you know what I mean? So I'd, I'd advisor of you two listen to the album, or you're both going to disappoint me and shake your heads at me. Well... Yeah, you Jay shit shook his head already. So it's I'm funny, isn't it? You, <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because uh, you were saying about oh, I've never listened to Rowland until you told me. I've never listened to Snuts. Um, I'm not gonna. I've probably heard songs, and and I'm quite ashamed of that. I will listen to the album. I promise. In terms of the rivalry with Demi Lovato, it's one of those things that we just never knew we needed. Do you know what I mean? It's like when Lewis Capaldi and Noel Gallagher were having a go at each other. That was the that was weird, wasn't it? Um, but it, jokes aside, like. Demi Lovato's got a massive, massive following, as you've just alluded to, Rob, uh, and a big cult following on Twitter, as the Snuts uh, found out, <laughs> that you know, firsthand, but um, just shows the, the power of the people. You know, it's funny, isn't it? We, over the last year, even though COVID's been going on, we've seen a lot of uh, powerful movements from from people, haven't we? You know, the, we had Black Lives Matter after George Floyd. Um, even as recent as yesterday, Jay will know, um, United fans, stopping the Liverpool game for going ahead, you know, power to the people. Um, and that just goes similar. Not, it's obviously not a protest, but it just goes to show that when the people come together, as, you know, the Snooks hardcore following did, get him to number one ahead of somebody who's got millions and millions of followers. Somebody who's big, like people might think, oh, Demi Lovato, she's so like she's outdated so or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But still massive. So yeah, fair play yeah. to, fair play to, and I will give him, I will give it a listen, I promise you. You, be, you better do it otherwise. I'm I'm actually in shock here, listeners, that my two colleagues, I take in all this advice of who to listen to, Blossoms, Royal Blood, and everybody like this, and you see what I suggest something, and it's just not taken on board. Either that, or it just says a lot about my music taste, so it could work both ways. Um, but yeah, you, you're right, people coming together, and is it a very powerful thing? Uh, I know yeah, you mentioned there, Jay, Jay's following of Man United, and the people have have had their voice and have now acted upon it and going slightly more off off mu- music and sports and the european super league you know, how much was that because of the voice of the people on facebook and twitter and, and those involved it does have a powerful thing so when a community comes together on twitter and says that something's going to get to number one in music you can pretty much guarantee that it is gonna get to number one <laughs> in music because they're gonna make it uh, make it get to that now, at this part in our podcast, we like to shine a little bit of a light on a more local uh, focus, which we have done with Noel Gallagher being from Manchester. Um, but we're going to shine it even more hyper-local. We're going to talk about Fletchitz and Joe Astley. We have spoken about them quite a bit on previous podcasts, um, with both of them bringing out uh, new music recently. Joe Astley brought out Mean Streets and Television Fantasy at the beginning of the year. And the Fletchits have, have recently brought out um, 
chasing youth and man of uh, man of the hour man of the yeah man of the hour yeah uh, uh, recently as well they both also announced um Fletchits are doing a small mini tour in October um they've got dates in Manchester Liverpool and Leeds so be sure to check that out and jump on it and go and support a local band it'll be fantastic and it means you get a chance to go to a gig this year and what is not to love about that and Joe Astley is also putting on music at the end of May um the name of where it's it's gone to has completely uh skipped my mind but it's in Wigan it's he's a Wigan band uh he's got uh a, some live music coming at the end of May and he's also got another new song um coming in June and I believe it's the uh the Battle of Wigan Lane I believe it's called but it's also coming with his EP which is coming out in June as well so it's very exciting times uh for very local people um I know that was a very short section but I feel like this next section is going to take up a lot of time and it's, we're going to hand over to Jay in a minute, and me and Key are going to sit back and scrutinise his choices. Uh, but although I can't really talk because that is a different thing. So at the end of every podcast, uh, big podcast, we do a feature finish where one of us will pick a band and we'll run down our top ten tracks that we believe you should listen to, put them into an album, create a super album. Then Key goes away and makes it. And what is the phrase that you always say, Key? <laughs> Uh, immortalize it by the medium of Spotify playlist um, ah. so we can all enjoy it um, when we go to work tomorrow or uni we, or whatever it might be so uh, we, we can and you can enjoy it at home if you search WN35 music you'll find our podcast and those playlists uh, right there and it's quite apt that a year ago we started these podcasts and I started with Noel Gallagher and Mr Noel Gallagher brings out a new song last week and now we hand to Jay to do his Noel Gallagher super album and stick to 10 songs because that's something i can't do don't worry i have stuck to 10 songs making it a lot more difficult than i was expecting it to be because when i got told that i was doing it i just had a quick flip through it quick look and I was like, oh that would be going on that would be going on that would be going on and i a short list about like 30 songs basically but it was mental when i was so before i get into it i've got some honorable mentions i didn't quite make the cut because wow. So you got the right stuff, hasn't made it. It's a beautiful world. She taught me how to fly. Um, AKA Broken Arrow, Everybody's on the Run, and Ballad of the Mighty Eye are all songs I wanted to get in, but I just couldn't put them in. And mm. I know there's some big ones. And there's other big ones on this list, but I'll talk about them a little bit later on when I get to that part. But anyway, kicking off, the first song is going to be from Noel Gallagher's third album with Holy Mountain starting it off. It's a nice. Yeah, Slap people good. in the face straight away. And yeah. it's a nice song that he starts his gigs with as well. So yeah. I can see Just why it's there. Up dancing. Why not? Because we've watched Noel Gallagher quite a few times and I've always enjoyed hearing that song first. So that's what I'm starting my album with. Then going on to the second song, it's my second favourite Noel Gallagher song with In the Heat of the Moment from yeah. Chasing Yesterday which is, again, just another good, upbeat song. Really gets me in the mood to do anything, really. And then number three, following on from Chasing Yesterday with Lock All The Doors, coming in. Absolutely. What a start. What a start. I mean, if you've got any energy, energy after song three, kudos to you, because I'm, I'm worn out by the end of Lock All The Doors. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, absolutely. 
shattered. So I'm not going to stop there, though, because number four, moving back to, I believe, the third album with If Love Is The Law. Interesting. That, that, that's caught me out. Fair enough. Uh, there's a few oddballs ones coming up as well, because... But anyway, so we had If Love Is The Law is four, and number five, The Death Of You And Me. Mm. Big tune. Love it. Now, this... This this number five slot with the death of you and me, I was rocking my brain throughout the entire podcast because I still hadn't written it down until Rob was doing the intro for the future <laughs> finish. So the three songs I had for this spot was The Death of You and Me, eventually won, aka What a Life, which didn't make the cut. Whoa. <sighs> I'll just let that one sit there. <laughs> right, just let Rob recover. Um Yeah. <laughs> Um, I am, and then the, I, I, wow. I just want I, I am thinking stuff. I just want Jay to go through the album, then we can discuss. Yeah, yeah, they, they um, can tear it me. No, I, it's your. I'm not going to criticize you, mate. It's your <laughs> album. Do what you want with it. Um, but you, 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 you've shot me so far. <laughs> and then, well, the other, the third song for that number five slot was also "Dream On," which came very, very close to coming in, but it's not my favourite song called Dream On shout out to Aerosmith so that's, <laughs> therefore I was looking for any reason to get rid of them because I was struggling that much and that was the reason I chose but anyway moving on to number six with the new song we're on our way now start to like wind it down a bit you know because I'm just by this point I'm absolutely knackered so we're just going to slow it down a little bit with number six with we're on our way now and then moving on to number seven like what Rob said earlier, how we got that sail on vibe with We're On Our Way Now, or number seven is Sail On. It's the only song really I like off these like these newer EP stuff, really, if I'm being 100% honest, because, yeah, it's just more what I like to listen to. Yeah. Number eight is Dying of the Light. Number nine, If I Had a Gun. Mm. Had to get that on there. It's my favourite Noel Gallagher song, and it was the first one I wrote down. And then number 10, ending up with Dead in the Water. And that is my super album. Very interesting. Do you know what? I'm happy because Dying of the Light's on there, which is... It's a good song. It's a very good song. I'm a big fan. Um, And you got uh, Lock All the Doors on there as well. Because obviously, if you haven't worked out by now, I'm a massive Chasing Yesterday fan. (laughs) But yeah, Lock All the Doors, obviously was an Oasis demo as well, wasn't it? And there's actually a version of it on YouTube that w- what Liam sings, I actually think Noel sings it better, to be fair. So yeah, Jay, I'm, I'm, I think that's booming, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm interested with that the Love is the Law is on there. What was, what was your thinking behind that? It's, it's, it's a difficult one because it's just one of those, because the first Noel album I ever listened to was the third one. And then when Rob told me, oh, right, listen to this, it'll change your life. It did. Then I went, yeah, changed my life. Went back and listened to everything else. But it was the first song off that third album when I first time listened through. And it just, it just stuck with me. It's the first song that I remembered, remembered the words too. And I just think it, it's a good song at the end of the day. And it just, it, I find it difficult to really say why I like it, but I just do. That, that, would, that's, that's that's a really good thing that I, I just when a song just resonates with you for it could be for a thousand reasons it could be no for no reasons but 
Oh, I, I, Kate, sorry, I interrupted you there. No, it's all right. I was just going to say, I, I love the lyrics to If Love Is The Law. I like the chorus that if the love is if love is the law, then this is a crime. I think, you know, genius, absolute genius. Um, and we all, I would have, you know, we all, I think, throw an obscure one on, don't we? Because it'd be so easy to um, just go with, you know, the, the, the common popular, like What A Life, for example. Um, you know what I mean? But like, for me, um, like one of my favourite Noel songs is uh, Stranded On The Wrong Beach. And I think that that would get on for me um, on, on my and that's just personal preference. Like we were saying before, Rob, it's like when I left, you know, Waterfall out of Stone Rose yeah. one, people people will go, what are you doing? But yeah, I'm still yeah. heartbroken by that. It's good. It's, <laughs> great, it's a great song. But again, it's like I, I feel like I would have been selling my soul to the devil a little bit because it's just everyone knows. You know what I mean? You've got to have those yeah. niche ones where and I'm just, it I'm needs just something gonna... to you. I just compare it to the one that I did when, when we did this last year. And, you know, I started with Riverman and then I had Blue Moon Rising in there. And I think that's a well good tune. It's a good dancing song, but Jay doesn't like it, you know. Uh, Broken, Arrow was, Broken Arrow was another one that made it for me. That is a song like Love is the Law is for you. just resonates with you. Broken Arrow resonates with me for, for no particular reason otherwise, other than I think it's an absolute belter. And Man Who Built the Moon, I mean, that's... That's good contention. Uh, I see Jay looking down there. Was that a slight panic there, Jay, that you've not included it? It, it? it was a slight panic, but then I looked at where I would put it in and I, I can't drop any of the songs. That's fair enough. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what it is. It's a game of opinion. So, Jay, give us your album. Run down 1 to 10 so Key can write it down and immortalise it via the medium of a Spotify playlist. So, number one, Holy Mountain. Two, In the Heat of the Moment. Lock All The Doors coming in at three. Four, If Love Is The Law. Five, The Death Of You And Me. Six, with the new song, We're On Our Way Now. Seven, Sail On. Eight, Dying Of The Light. Nine, If I Had A Gun. And number 10, Dead In The Water. Thank you very much for that, Jay. And like we said, you'll be able to catch that playlist and all of the playlists that we've made, uh, created in our feature finish so, um, by ourselves and by our guests. Uh, all on Spotify. You can also catch all our podcasts and our on-call podcasts that Key and I do on Spotify as well. Uh, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Anchor FM and Apple Podcasts. You can catch them all there. You can also catch them on our website, wn35music.com, where you can check out our latest news, reviews and interviews. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at WN35Music. Uh, I've been Robert Lee and thank you very much to Key and Jay uh, for taking the time out of your busy bank holiday Mondays in this northwest rain showers that we've had. Just as the sun starts coming out, which is nice. Uh, and you've been listening to WN35Music. <laughs>